1: What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, we're talking about the Nets' first preseason win, 107-97 over the Bucs. How are we feeling?
2: The tides are turning, Nick. The tides, they do be turning.
1: Yeah, they they do be turning because this was a great game for the Nets, especially in the first three quarters. We saw some excellent play out of Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton. We're going to jump into that and plenty more. But also, just a couple quick notes, as we talked about in the last episode— the Brooklyn Buzz now has an instagram page in which you can follow at brooklynbuzzpod we dropped some new merchandise and we're also doing a t-shirt giveaway on instagram so you can check this all out in the description we'll have links in there and make sure you follow and enter that contest to win a free t-shirt always want to you know support our listeners and give them some merch to support us but jack where do you want to start with this one
2: i reckon we start with ben 10 nick because i think yeah. that was the uh, the big takeaway from this game you know we can rescind every single little thing and every little misgiving that we had in the last podcast because we saw everything that we wanted to see. And I think we also talked about, and we were lucky enough that you've been um, were pretty active on Twitter and saw Ben Simmons had the self-awareness to go, look, I need to be more aggressive. And, you know, KD was having words to him during the week and Kyrie and, and everyone else. And we just saw the mentality from Ben Simmons. When KD and Kyrie were on the bench, he became a bit more of a scorer. He showed more aggression. Even when he wasn't scoring, the mentality was there. He got to the free throw line. He was backing down guys. It just seemed to me that the mindset was right. That right-handed floater, I mean, it's not going to do much for the the naysayers and conspiracy theorists out there about him being shooting with his wrong hand. But this was the Ben Simmons sort of performance that you want to see from him consistently. And look, he still only scored seven points, but he had 10 assists. He had eight rebounds. He had two steals. He was locking down Giannis like a defensive player of the year candidate on more than one occasion. And he was just the, the Ben that we know he can be. And there was little improvements there as well. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Jack. I think the aggression was key, and also putting pressure
1: on the defense and just hitting those pressure points and setting up his teammates, be it, you know, Daron Sharp, be it Nick Claxon. We saw him operate in the short roll, hit Claxon for an oop, which was pretty big. Like you said, defensively, he was excellent on Giannis, easily the best Nets player in the last couple seasons to defend Giannis, and just really stonewalled him a couple times. Oh, Blake Griffin, Nick? (laughs) Better than Blake Griffin, and credit the Clax, too, for being active in there with his length, but Ben, you could see the confidence. And also, I love the fact that he played essentially like through the almost the entire first quarter and then into the second quarter. I think it allowed him to kind of find some rhythm in there, like you mentioned, knock down a couple of shots. And I think we'll see more confidence with the shooting moving forward. And some of it was just making the right reads. We talked about in the Miami game where he wasn't necessarily making the right reads and he needed to take those shots. There was a lot of opportunities tonight for him to make the right pass. And he did that. You know, he had 10 assists tonight, finished with eight rebounds, like you mentioned, seven points. One of four from the free throw line, but happy to see him knock down the free throw, and he didn't look timid inside in terms of attacking. And again, the defense was excellent, and also the activity and transition and pushing the basketball. And that really helped unlock a lot of guys, get easy shots, especially Nick Claxton.
2: I think that the um, and it gave... Hope about the sort of Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton combination and how they could pair together as a as a duo in, in the front court. Well, you know, Ben Simmons isn't really a front court player, but he's the size of a front court player. Just the little things in terms of just getting easy baskets for themselves and each other and using their athletic gifts. You know, we saw you know Clax Ben Simmons guarding Giannis and then getting switched on to Claxton yep. and then Royce O'Neal guarding in the post. It's just like the Nets defense. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to say that Nene's defense could be better than their offense, but it is going to be markedly better than last season just because of the personnel and stylistically, that it just fills you with a lot of confidence. You know tonight's performance, Nick, and it was against a team in the Bucks who had, you know, a pretty healthy squad themselves uh, outside of Chris Middleton. So a lot of real positive to take away, even if Giannis is still a, a dirty mofo. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, just looking at
1: Giannis' stats, he was 6-21 of from the field. The Nets did an excellent job. I think the physicality was up there. And like you said, defensively, Jack, there is a lot of promise with this team. You know, you see the talent in which they have, but also just the length. And they were very in sync tonight. And it's crazy considering how out of sync they were in the first two recent games and how they flipped the switch tonight. And, you know, some credit to the coaching staff because the guys just seemed a lot more locked in and on the same page, offensively and defensively. And as you mentioned, I think offensively, They did a nice job of having sets called, but also utilizing Ben and knowing, Hey, Giannis is going to sag off of him. We're just going to run a lot of dribble handoffs. And that's already going to create us a little bit of advantage, especially when you have, you know, Kyrie and KD. and Kyrie and KD really didn't hit their shots in the first half. It's in that third quarter where they picked it up. And that's where the Nets picked up that 20 point lead. Yeah. I think this was the version
2: of the Nets team that we thought and hoped could be there. Now, this is one preseason game. We, we need to sort of temper expectations like we did in the, the poor performances that we've seen so far. But the fact that we saw it is yep. got, is like, okay, now this is what the nets can be. Now you've got the tape negatively and positively to look back on. If you Steve Nash and the coaching staff, and it's just like transition, defense, rebounding, physicality, ball movement, all of those things were just a delight to watch tonight. And it's sort of, what we've said before about Ben Simmons unlocking KD, Kyrie unlocking Ben Simmons and the sort of symbiotic nature. And just the, the team ball tonight, Nick, yeah. was, was something to behold. You know, Clax had what you could make an argument. And Claxon was the best player tonight. Yeah. KD and Kyrie weren't really hitting them many shots, but Kyrie was certainly doing his uh, fanciful best. And KD was continuing to hit, you know, the KD sort of shots of, that he really does Really good and, passes from Kevin Durant in this game. Eight assists. Uh, and I think... That's one area that we saw a lot last season, but now that you have a, a better style of offense under Igor Kokoshkov, you've got a better, better passes and more willing ball movers, ball movers in Royce O'Neill Ben Simmons, these sort of guys, and sort of even like you know Yuta Watanabe and and just these guys just just want to move the ball. Kyrie had four assists himself, you know Ben had ten. There was just even Cam was throwing some bloody yeah. dimes out there as well. So it just seemed to me. I think ball movement, like defense, is something that's predicated on mentality. Do yep. you want to move the ball, or do you want to hit buckets? It's about just sort of like feeding your teammates and just getting those vibes going. I think ball movement and defense, uh, look, this isn't going to be the most analytically— I'm never the most analytically friendly sort of guy. I throw a few stats out here and there. But sometimes just by the optics and by the vibes, Nick, the it, you just sort of go, OK, it's just there. It's just there.
1: Yeah, the players are moving. The ball is moving. 32 assists as a team tonight on 43 made field goals. That's something you love to see. We talked about it when we highlighted that second quarter against the Philly game. They had double-digit assists in that quarter, and like you said, the vibes are up when that is happening because it's also not allowing guys to get sagged off. You're not seeing, you know, Clax's defender sagging off or Ben's defender sagging off and double-teaming Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And also, like you said, credit to Igor. I thought some of the actions were really great tonight. Maybe we have a chance. We'll be able to review some clips from the game, you know, at a later point but overall this is the evidence you wanted to see like this team can be great we have at least some type of sample size even though it's three quarters it's still something that we didn't have going to this game and like you said it's just the overall synergy was really good even guys when we saw post-ups from Ben or KD guys were constantly moving and cutting where last year it felt like a lot of KD post-ups was everyone else kind of just sitting there and staring at him
2: yeah, the you know Ben Simmons dribble handoffs. There it was just more actions yep. tonight, you know, and I don't know the name of all the actions. I'm not Matt Brooks. I'm not, you know, any of those sort of really sound, smart basketball minds. There Even was a you, lot Nick.
1: of like double actions where there was one play where it was like a pin down for Katie that ended up turning into a dribble handoff and it just put so much pressure on the defense to be so locked in and you already have great players that can hit great shots, now it's just adding another level to the offense. And it, it was really great to see. And we did mention there were some elements we saw where
2: there was just lack of execution in the first two games. Yeah, and Ben, Sim, um, the team overall, again, you look at the competition. You're going up against the Milwaukee Bucks, who yeah. a team that are a championship team just a, a couple of years ago. Giannis has was face- playing as hard as he plays in a playoff game. <laughs> Giannis was going for offensive boards. He was trying to go uh, yeah, gone for ankles. Trying to injure Kyrie Irving again. It's like he's Kurt Angle trying to do bloody ankle breakers out there. You know, but the the guy dips Oreos in his his milks and he likes smoothies and fried chicken. So he's suddenly the the coolest guy in the world. Uh, the vendetta for Giannis under the compo is going to be as strong for like Carl Lowry, Nick, as we've had in the past. Yeah, you know, he is. He has made the list. So, you know, he is on the list, and he is firmly number one prime enemy. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> he couldn't even lead his team against the, a Brooklyn Nets team. Yeah, you know, that's just going. Uh, it's you know, it's just getting into gear, Nick. You know, they're they're getting the flow. They are going up the hill. They're changing the gears. They're in third gear. This is a, a glimpse of what the net can be. And I I think the reason why I liked it the most is just the culmination of all the things we've discussed, the competition that we were going against, and just the style and everything that surrounded it. You alluded to Nick Claxton, you to Watanabe, you know, hitting a couple of threes. Yep. Dayron Sharp looking really promising. You know, the bench was great. Cam Thomas was just not hitting his buckets, but getting to the line and throwing some dimes out there. Patty Mills was awful, but he was still plus thirteen on the night. So you can take that as a somewhat of a positive as well. Markeith Morris continuing to contribute. So it just Looked really good, Nick. And we got some good news about Joe Harris as well. The fact that, you know, he will he'll, he's progressing positively. Seth Curry hopefully is in the way. He hasn't done five on fives yet. And TJ Warren, obviously, uh, unfortunately, Edmondson, that we didn't see tonight because of the hip strain. But there's a lot of good things happening in, in Netsland right now. And they're happening at the right time, heading into a team like the Pelicans.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Call com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Which I know you alluded to, and I think was a good point that I'm going to steal your point because I just, I steal smarter people's points than mine because it makes me sound smart. But you alluded to it. This is a good sort of warm-up for going up against a team like the Pelicans, who have a bit of physicality. Zion's probably even stronger than Giannis Antetokounmpo, but the style of basketball that they got, those guys sort of play, this should hold them in good stead. Now, it's not going to mean that it's a W, lock it in the bank, move on to the next one, but I like the way we played. Hopefully, you don't get too high, don't get too low, and let's just head on and let, let's start banking the wins when they start to matter.
1: Yeah, I agree, Jack. I think, you know, the Zion thing is definitely going to be interesting. I think the length of Nick Claxton being able to have an impact was huge too. And I think a aspect that I probably underestimate a little bit just because, you know, you don't necessarily think of every aspect of defense until you see it on the court. But Ben's ability to recover is so great. He just has like these little quick bursts where he just can, you know, cut down space super fast. So I think the element of him and Klax being out there, Royce O'Neal just being really solid. You know, he's not like this highlight-type defender. He's just a tough defender, makes those gritty plays. Katie, when he's locked in, is making good plays. I thought he had a couple of really good rotations tonight. And even Kyrie, I thought, defensively was good. And then there was a better balance of guys knowing when to switch, when to drop, and just overall on that. But also, I think we should touch on Daron Sharp, who – had easily his best stint of preseason tonight you know 11 points five or six in the field five rebounds and also five steals which obviously is a little bit of an outlier but it's a lot because of the energy and also just like he was just locked in like even defensively the rotations were a lot of the time correct or just like in the realm of being in the right spot and that's just not what we saw in the first two games
2: yeah and i think he's just he's Developing synergy with the other guys, yep. it just seemed to me that there was, you know, a dev- like an understanding of where to be, and yep. just with that confidence, you know, team confidence led to individual confidence for players, and and Darren Sharp proved that, you know, he can, he maybe he's going to be playing some backup center minutes until the Nets make a trade or or, or make an addition there. Is this going to be the consistent thing? No, it's going to be up and down. Just the last episode, we were this is discounting him from the rotation altogether, but that's going to be the the rise of a young center in the NBA. It is never... Growth is never really linear. It's going to be your peaks, your troughs, a roller coaster sort of ride. But the fact that Darren Sharp was doing this against a a pretty savvy vet in in Serge Ibaka, you know, it fills you with a little bit of confidence because Serge has been around the ways. You know, he knows what's sort of going on there against the Milwaukee Bucks squad. And it just... Seemed to me that you know he was sh- showcasing his best elements in his rebounding, and then doing some other little things here and there in terms of the improvements on defense, which is what is going to get him rotation minutes.
1: Yeah, and like you said, Jack, I think he's going to be matchup defended, and this was a great matchup for him.
2: You know, this was a matchup where he could be successful,
1: and I think Utah Watanabe pretty much is guaranteed his spot on the team at this point. And I think I'd alter my rotation talk. I know we talked, it was kind of Kess versus Utah. I think Utah has overtaken him with just his consistency, you know, defensively, but also his movement, his confidence dribbling the basketball, which is just drastically different from Kessler Edwards, who typically looks like a deer in the headlights when the ball is in his hands. And if Utah can hit a reasonable rate from three, He's going to low key be a very nice role player for this team because of his ability to do all the the small things out there and then just a quick touch on Marquise Morris. We saw him play the 4 tonight. You know, we saw him with some lineups with Daron Sharp. We saw him in a lineup with Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton as well. We saw Kyrie, KD, Ben, Morris, and in Clack's lineup, which was very big and something I I don't think we were necessarily super confident we were going to see this season. So it's nice to see Nash experiment a little bit and see what kind of variations will work and how much the pieces fit better this season where we talked about a lot over the summer is like the pieces from last year could only play in certain lineups where now it's more interchangeable and even the offensive style I think allows you to get away with more non-shooters.
2: No, and I think that it's just, it just felt like that. This is what the Nets can continue to grow, you know. Yeah. And I think that there is just so a lot of untapped potential there. So, I think overall, Nick, you know, I'll, I'll ask you, I guess, because we got some positive news around Joe Harris, as I alluded to. I'll reiterate a question that I've had for you before, and you know, brought up on the on the season preview. Make sure you check out part one, part two coming very soon. Royce O'Neal, Nick, did it. Did he validate his starting position? Does Does Joe still have that one? If he come back, health comes back healthy. I would rather go with the healthy guy and Royce O'Neal, and the consistency, and just he fits really well. And the defense, when you've got Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxon, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, when he's locked in, and Kyrie Irving, when he's locked in, those are five. Good, if not above-average defenders when locked in. There's variability with Kyrie and KD, but there's not as much variability with Royce, Clax, and Ben, who are genuinely good.
1: Yeah, I think you lean into Royce, especially the team is going to lean into, you know, creating turnovers and moving in transition. You want to have the better defender out there. And obviously, you know, almost throughout the entire summer, you know, we advocated for Joe. I advocated for Joe a lot. Obviously, he's not healthy. And also Royce is fitting in nicely. And they're finding ways to be effective offensively without him out there. So and like you said, you know, you have Ben, who is an elite defender. And Klax, in my opinion, is on his way to be in that category or being a very, very good defender. He has to do it consistently. But tonight was an example of what he can do. We saw him block shots, reject people at the rim, switch on the Giannis, switch on the Drew Holiday, shut down both guys, play with great energy, was just like a, a deer running in transition, just dusting everybody, kind of looked like a receiver, just catching a deep ball for a touchdown. And then you have Royce O'Neal, who is an above-average guy. KD, when he wants to be, is a very good defender. And like you said, Kyrie, we just need him to play with effort. He doesn't even have to be great. He just has to be okay because the other guys can make up for that. So if the Nets are going to lean into that identity, I think Royce O'Neal is the correct choice here. But it has to be that lean into defense, and that includes Kyrie and KD.
2: Nick, I've got a tweet in the, the drafts ready to sort of drop tomorrow. I'll ask you what your answer to this question would be. How high the Nets' defense are you? You know, predicting we might do this on the preview as well, and, and maybe a little bit more in depth. How? What is the floor and ceiling of the Nets' defense if you're looking at defensive rating in the NBA out of the thirty teams?
1: Yeah, I think it's very hard to gauge because we don't know what the effort level is going to be like consistently. If I knew what the effort level would be like, I think they could become, you know, a fringe maybe top ten defense. And I think their floor still though becomes, you know at that 20 mark because there's always that question. So there's just a a huge variance. And I think what I can say confidently is if like this group is healthy, everything's the vibes are good. There's a synergy there. I think going to the postseason, they can play a championship level defense. If they continue to work and make those pieces, you know, put in the effort, put in the work and do their job. They have the pieces to be very, very good defensively. And, you know, be a balanced team where in the past it was so offensive mind and the defense just had to be good enough. Where now the defense is actually going to be able to benefit the offense because of these transition opportunities and the transition weapons you have. You know, Ben Simmons, elite transition player, and I'm very high in Nick Claxton in transition. I think he's just super fast for a big and you constantly see him just kind of sneaking down there and getting those plays Kyrie's a guy that loves to run in transition Katie occasionally you know it's not probably his favorite thing but he's also a great player trailing to that three-point line and hitting those pull-up threes so there there's a lot of fun things that can be done with this team if they lean into defense and get super active in transition
2: yeah look defense is one part of the 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 puzzle and it's a part that Nets haven't really had in in seasons past but now they have the tools to be at at, ve- at the very least, an average team on defense, yeah. you know, 15 to 18 sort of range. I, you know, I'm high on them, you know, being pushing that sort of top 10 range, that you, as you sort of said, you know, their ceiling, I think, could be as high as a, a seven. Because if you have, when you have like Rudy Gobert, his teams are generally like top five just by having him. The Nets have Ben Simmons. So by virtue of just having one of the best defenders in the league, Nick Claxton, one of the better switchable bigs in the league, Royce O'Neal, who seems to be rejuvenated on, on that, and as do Kyrie Irving. And guys aren't used to what's an Aave, Mark. If Morris has some veteran savvy, Darren Sharp looks actually engaged and is, is improving there. Now, Paddy Mills and Cam Thomas are liability. Seth Curry is going to be a liability. Joe Harris is going to be average. There's a, a, a greater balance there and a greater argument there to go – Man, maybe this the the identity of this team isn't going to be all offense, and and maybe i to have to eat my words on on that, and go. Maybe it's going to be a, this two way identity. We we're not. We saw tonight what the identity of this Nets team could be, and maybe this was. This is the blueprint going forward. Two way play, defensive engagement, getting in passing lanes, physicality. You know, getting those boards, getting in transition, passing, hitting the three balls, trail threes. It was just. It, a, They frustrated frustrated Giannis
1: tonight like he was legitimately mad like and that's something they were incapable of doing over the course of a lot of the games in which they played him in the past. And I think that alone being able to aggravate one of the best players in the NBA, if not the best, is a huge, you know, notch to put on your belt like that's that's a good move right there. And they did it without necessarily compromising their entire defense. Yes. You know, the Bucks are missing Chris Middleton and Pat Connington, but. They should, they still had a lot of great players out there. They still had Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, you know, Drew Holiday, and the Nets. This were is still-
2: the team that took the Boston Celtics to seven games, Nick.
1: Yeah. Like, basically. Yeah, they're still a really good team. So, credit the Nets for just showing up and. And I don't think there was much question that the Bucks were were taking the game at least relatively serious. You know, Giannis I can say confidently was super competitive. The rest of the guys, maybe you could say they took they weren't fully locked in, but still at the same time, that's not the Nets problem. You defend who's in front of you and they did a great job with that.
2: Definitely. Any final thoughts on this one, Nick? Before you know, we do part two of our massive season preview. Again, those previews, guys, are, are right there in the way. The the evergreen content that you want. The shirts are there. The social media content is on point. Nick's doing a great work with a lot of the stuff on Instagram. I need to give him a massive shout out for that. We're, we're throwing out clips. If you want to get involved with us on Twitter at Jack Manuel at Nick underscore Fay underscore. There's a lot of ways to get involved in the buzz. The Nets, the the buzz Twitter community. We're all involved with Nets World. We want you guys to jump on the bandwagon. We are leading it as much as we can at The Buzz.
1: Yeah, 100%, Jack. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody and all the support we received on social media. And like I said, make sure you enter that giveaway. Really looking forward to opening night next week. We're going to be recapping um, the final game of preseason. And like Jack mentioned, part two of the season preview will be dropping. And as he mentioned, too, we got the bigs, we got the wings, and we got the guards. Check all of that out. And as always, big thanks, everybody, for listening.